Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And good start already. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Minisode number 93 on the More Than Fitness Podcast. Today's topic um, got sparked from a recent conversation I had with a potential client. She um, was... Uh, not underweight, but she had been skinny all of her life, and she was wondering how to uh, put on weight, but not just put on weight, put on healthy weight. Uh, she wanted to be more proportionate overall, and I, I've worked with quite a few people, men and women, that have had more of the hard gainer life. Uh, I actually started off more as a skinnier kid, and it was harder for me to put on weight, um, and I don't want to just... I probably didn't do it the most healthily looking back at it. Um, those cinnamon rolls before the gym probably weren't the best move. Uh, however, the principle still remained that, that, that worked for me. Um, but I could have done it, uh, a little bit more in a healthy fashion. And that's what I wanted to make this mini sewed about. So it's, it's not only how to gain weight, but how to gain healthy weight and build lean muscle mass. Um, so let's go ahead and, and dive right into it. I've got a lot of practical things for you guys to take away from this one. So we'll start with the very first way, which is uh, basically where those those cinnamon rolls came in handy, is that I needed to eat more. Like this is the the main thing that I told her uh, whenever the the client first or the potential client came to me and asked about gaining healthy weight. She said she had tried a bunch of different diets before and things. She talked to different people. And I said, honestly, it's just going to come down to tracking your calories consistently over time. Um, most of the people that come to me and, and say that they have troubles gaining weight, uh, they, they might have tracked food for a little bit, but they didn't stick with it. Or they just assume that they eat a lot. And research is very clear that we are very bad at assuming what we do or don't do, right? Especially whenever it comes to uh, our diet habits. We we tend to think uh, it can go both ways, right? People who are hard gainers who have trouble putting on weight think that they eat a lot more than they actually do and vice versa. People who uh, struggle losing weight think that they eat a lot less than they really do until they track every single calorie they put in their mouth for several weeks on end, right? So the very first thing, and, and you don't have to track everything. You don't have to be super tedious about this, um, but tracking most days during the week, tracking calories and protein is going to be a very good start. You want to track the calories so that you know that you're eating enough food overall on a daily basis that's going to support healthy weight gain. But then you also want to make sure that you're tracking protein on a regular basis so that the weight that you gain is um, mostly muscle mass, right? Because that's the, the, the content of those calories, right? Proteins, carbs, and fats make up our entire daily calorie amount. And you want to make sure that your protein ratio is a little bit higher so that those calories from protein uh, allows you to build lean muscle mass over time, right? And so for, for most people trying to gain weight, I think a minimum of 0.8 grams per pound is going to be uh, a really good starting point and work your way up, I would say, to about one gram per pound if you want to squeeze out just a little bit extra gains there. 
Okay. And then the second way, uh, after you track calories and track your protein, the other very crucial part is that you have to monitor your progress. And for most people, I think the easiest way to do this is if you're, if you're trying to gain healthy weight, you need to really pay attention to what the body weight scale says and the rate of your weight gain on a consistent basis. And for most people, the the, the, the literature has been pretty clear that gaining about 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week is a good rate of weight gain. If you do any less than that, then you risk uh, spinning your wheels and not really making much progress at all. And then if you do any more than that, then you risk adding more unnecessary fat than you want. And potentially um, uh, over time, you could complicate some of your, your health issues, right? So for most people to put in, in layman's term, that would be about 0.5 to two pounds per week on average. Uh, for, for, for most people, right? So 0.5 to two pounds per week on average. So in a, in a typical month, uh, you know, four weeks in a month, about four pounds in a month would be great because you have to think if you gain four pounds every single month, that's like a, that's a solid in between amount of, of weight gain. You're, you're going to be adding up pounds pretty quickly. Uh, and like I said, the, the leaner that you want to stay during this process, well, then you might want to be more on the conservative end of that. Um, but if you really want to pack on weight, uh, pretty, pretty quickly and then try and maximize, uh, let's say you're a dude like who's really trying to bulk up and add as much size as possible. Well then, yeah, you could push for, for in the one to two pounds per week range. You may add, add a little bit more body fat than you may like, but you can always cut down later on, uh, and kind of reveal some of that harder and muscle mass that you, you have gained. Um, I do this with, with clients all the time and it works out pretty well because losing fat is really easy for those types of clients It's gaining weight. That's difficult. So even if you have to eat a little bit more sloppy, that's, that's okay because you can always diet back down later on. And of course, making sure that you're healthy in the process, not just eating cinnamon rolls like younger me did. Um, Right. And then so another part of monitoring prog progress that I think is important to gain healthy weight and make sure that it's muscle mass and not fat is to take measurements. I do this with uh, the majority of my clients. And it's so important because uh, you know that you're primarily gaining muscle mass and not fat whenever your waist measurements. So if you measure just around your belly button, for example, that would be one waist measurement. And then um, as long as that measurement is staying roughly consistent about the same over time. But then you let's say you measure your, your biceps and your chest and your back and your legs, and those are all increasing. Those are all going up. Well, then it's a good chance that, that your, your body fat is staying the same because it typically is going to go around your waist for most people, right? So if that's staying the same and then all the other measurements are going up, well, that's a good indicator like, hey, you're gaining quality uh, muscle mass, you're gaining quality weight, healthy weight, uh, and it's not coming from excess body fat. So take waist measurements or at least make sure that you have a favorite belt and try and keep it on that same notch over time. All right, the next way to make sure you gain healthy weight and lean muscle mass is that you have to lift. 
of course. I think for most people listening to this, you guys lift on a regular basis, but it is super important to make sure that you're not just eating more and, and lifting inconsistently. Uh, and then you just kind of get sloppy, right? So lifting, you need some resistance training in there. Um, but to ensure it's it's mostly muscle mass, you need to lift consistently, but then it's also a really good idea to make sure that you're getting stronger over time. So if you pick, uh, for, for many of my clients, what I tend to do is I pick one upper body exercise and one lower body exercise. The one that they, they really like uh, and typically compound lifts, so like bench squat, deadlift, pull-ups, um, it could be push-ups, it could be overhead press, rows, whatever, right? Just pick one upper body lift and one lower body lift, and then just focus on that over time, right? If you do, if you can bench press uh, 135 pounds for five reps in month one, but you can do 135 pounds for 10 reps in month five, well, then your chest is probably going to be bigger, right? That's just a good, um, there's probably a good correlation there. So, so basically just getting stronger on those main lifts. Uh, and, and actually I don't even have this down, but it's probably a good idea to make sure that your, uh, um, your lifting consists of mostly compound lifts. Don't waste your time too much time, at least doing a bunch of isolation lifts. Basically you should spend more time bench pressing than on the pec deck and cable flies, right? You should spend more time squatting than you should on leg extensions, right? That's, that's going to be crucial in making sure that you build quality muscle mass all over, uh, and build a well-developed proportioned balanced physique. All right. The next to last point is going to be uh, to make sure that this is healthy weight. It's probably a good idea to keep in cardio two to three times per week, two, three, four, five. Honestly, it depends on what type of cardio you do, but having in some type of cardio a couple times a week is probably a good idea for heart health uh, and a bunch of other biomarkers and things like that. So ideally one of these, let's say if you do cardio at least two times a week, one of those are going to be low to moderate intensity. And then another one of those uh, are going to be higher intensity, right? So one of them could be, <clears throat> and if you do it three times a week, you could have a lower intensity one. So like walking, for example, 30 to 45 minutes, right? The moderate intensity, if you do the second one, that's going to be something like riding on a bike or jogging or maybe uh, walking on an incline without holding on to the, to the treadmill, right? That's going to be moderate intensity. And then higher intensity is going to be something like sprints, hill runs, uh, you know, kettlebell complexes, barbell complexes, uh, doing the battle ropes, something like that to really get your heart rate up and then resting for 30 seconds to 90 seconds, letting your heart rate go back down and then repeating that several times. The reason why that's important is because it works different energy systems. And so each one has different benefits and, and together they, uh, um, they produce the most benefit, uh, overall together. All right. And so, so I have done here daily walks are also great. If you can fit in a walk on a regular basis, you could just throw it in like after lunch or something and just put it into your routine. I know it's getting colder out. Um, but if you do have a treadmill or a gym that it's easy to go down and just walk for 20 minutes after lunch every single day or something, that would be a good habit to get into. That would also be good for heart health. And lastly, um, have one serving of fruit and or vegetables with each meal aim for a minimum of 20 grams of fiber per day. Uh, and a really good, easy solution for this would be to have, uh, 
several people talk about this, but just have a big ass salad every single day. I think Jordan Syatt is big uh, on this notion, but it is it makes sense. Having one big ass salad a day with a variety of different uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, right? All of those all of those things are going to have uh, lots of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, uh, phytonutrients, phytochemicals, antioxidants, all that fun stuff, right? Having a big ass salad is probably a good idea, but to if you want to space it out and make sure that each meal and snack is balanced, this is typically what I do. I, I recommend to my clients. I just make sure have a serving, at least one serving of fruit and or vegetables with each meal and snack, and then a, basically at the end of, by the end of the day, that should add up to at least twenty grams of fiber. Uh, per day. And that's, again, going to be good for health. It's going to be good for gut health. It's going to be good for your microbiome, right? Good for digestion, helping you shit, right? All that good stuff. No one wants to be plugged up. Um, yeah. And that's basically it real quick. Run through them again. Number one is track calories and protein. Number two is monitor progress using the scale or measurements. Number three is you have to lift and get stronger in the gym. Uh, number four is going to be keep cardio in two to th three times per week with varying intensities. And the last one is going to be have some fruits and vegetables with each meal and a minimum of 20 grams of fiber per day. And that is it for Minnesota number 93. Thank you guys, as always, for listening and for watching. See ya. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at Matt McLeod 6 I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one -on -one for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.